It's time for the Thursday free-for-all on Beyond the Airwaves, The Infinity Project. Good evening, everybody. It's Thursday night here at Beyond the Airwaves, The Infinity Project, or as I like to call it, Friday Eve. Yeah. Anyways, this, it is Thursday. That means it's time for the Thursday free-for-all. We're going to have stories that make you laugh, think, cry, get upset. We'll fire off a rant rocket, or five, depending on how much we can get in. Anyway, I'm your host for tonight. I am Oblongstream, and I'm currently joined on the line by the AZ Magician. Good evening to you, my dear. Hello, everybody. How did your How did your week go? So I hope it so went good. well, and I hope you guys are a lot cooler than I was today. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, believe it or not, you'll hate me for this. I woke up this morning, left for work, but the wind was down. 65 degrees. And we were only one away from a record. So. Oh, I hate you right now. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be 65 again tonight, too. So it's like, damn, I'll take that. <laughs> I hate you. I really hate you. Uh-huh. Oh, excuse me. All right. Well, so, anyway. Anyway. Uh, you might notice, on. We, we might notice that we don't have Red Ranger Tim here. He's actually enjoying a special edition of Inside the Rabbit Hole with Mike Ricksacker. So, Ricksacker or something. I'll get that guy's name right eventually. <laughs> Close enough. But, yeah. But he but he says he'll join us late, which is fine. No big deal. Because you know how it is. We want you, we want we want I want us to live our lives first. You know, we're not tethered to this thing. Right? Right. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I just found something that I just found something that um let's just say oh wait, this is last year. Never mind. <laughs> that store's a year old. <laughs> All right. Ah, uh, but anyway, I hope people out there are trying to keep cool. Mhm. Yeah, just depends. Like here, it's been comfortable for the last couple of days, but it's probably going to change in the next too long. In the next too long, what the hell? <laughs> You're tripping over your tongue tonight, girl. Yeah. <laughs> You know you're in trouble when you can't get your words out right. Yeah, I call it verbal typos. Yep. Or tripping over your tongue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, let's see. Um, I gotta t- I got to... I'm going to tell you right now. I got to put some rant rockets out because some of these are like, what the hell? Seriously. Well, which one are we going to start off with? How about the uh, this one? Parents told they could lose kids over unpaid school lunches? Oh, that is bullshit. No kidding. That's what I'm going to put it here in the chat. And make sure I put it in the right window. There we go. 
But it's like, are you fucking kidding? Oh, and there's Tim now. Oh, Tim. Hello, hello. I knew I'd be Sounds in like a buffering problem minutes. again tonight. Yeah. No, buffering no, problem. Tim was at. No, Tim was at the. No, they just finished the rabbit yeah, hole, right? Yeah, they just finished. They just it, well, it was, it was actually an episode of Inside the Upside Down on Facebook. Oh, and okay. Yes, it, it literally just finished. It was a special episode on Area Fifty One. That uh, I mean, from what my, the way Mike was talking, uh, sounded like it's going to replace what would be Friday Night Ghost Price tomorrow night. And it, we, he talked about the concept of people storming Area 51, like the repercussions thereof, what the guy actually meant by it, stuff like that. And then we talked about related legends to the location, including extraterrestrials, conspiracy theory. We had everything from the Roswell incident up mm-hmm. to why the government wants to keep that area secret why only certain parts of it are known and not others, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, could, I could listen to that all night long, honestly, but uh, I wasn't expecting a special episode of Inside the Upside Down. But he wanted to talk about it, and Shauna didn't know anything about it, so they did that episode of, on uh, Hitchhiker, Hitchhiker Ghosts on Tuesday for the regular episode, and then Mike did Area 51, the special bonus episode. Tonight. Oh, nice. Nice. So if, if you uh, were not able to attend, I had the invitation up on my wall um, about 10, 15 minutes before it started. The link to it is on my wall, and you will be able to watch it in its entirety. Cool. All and right. I want to well, apologize uh, to our listeners, too, for uh, last night. Um uh, he had an issue with our guest. He had something come up that mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to go into a whole lot of specifics because that's primarily his business. But it, it was one of those things where it usually doesn't come up until the last minute because of the nature of what it is. Right. And and so I completely I knew that I completely understood. Uh, our guest will. Uh, do the episode with us. We're just going to be rescheduling it. Yeah. He, uh, author Chuck Banks is a is a coach. He's he got a new endeavor in uh, coaching. He's been a coach for a while, but he's kind of he writes about the paranormal and about other stuff. But he's getting more involved with improving the quality of coaching in in, uh, in schools and stuff today. And that's mm-hmm. his primary endeavor. And he also coaches some sports teams. Well, uh-huh. one of his teams qualified for the state tournament. Which uh-huh. means he's got more to do that he doesn't always have to do. And sometimes when teams qualify like that, you don't find out until the last minute. So That is true. Um, that is true. You're right. And because he, he could not find out until the last minute, you know, I'm not going to hold that against him. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't either. St- he, is, he is still willing to do the show. Mm-hmm. He, this is, we're going to be rescheduling it at a time that's a bit more convenient for him. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and, and since it was a last-minute thing, we did not have time to come up with a replacement topic for last night, so we made the uh, 
administrative decision <laughs> to run a rerun last mm-hmm. night in its place. If you were yep. disappointed by that, we, we sincerely apologize for that. If you're not disappointed about it, then know that that episode is still coming. You haven't missed it. It's just going to be rescheduled accordingly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So as the primary host, so as the, the main host for Secrets of the Unknown, I just wanted to take this moment to apologize to our listeners in case they took offense to that. Well, fortunately, I had spammed all that yesterday afternoon, so I think we're going to be fine. <laughs> you want I to know something, I, I do, too. I do, too, but I want to make sure they heard it from me as well. Right. At least fine. he had the decency to let us know. Yep. Yes, he, yeah, yeah. Yes, he At least did. he had the decency to let us know. Soon enough, we could plan that rerun. Even yeah. if it had to be a rerun, we had time to act on it. Right. That's, that's one thing that's always because the way I approach guests for Secrets of the Unknown, and I'm talking specifically about my own guests, because I think I'm, I bring in most of the guests anyway at the moment, is that they're taking valuable time out of their day to come and talk with us. So I don't want to impose our show on them saying, well, okay, well, we still expect you to be there. I don't think right. that's the kind of attitude that's acceptable. That would make people not want to do it. And that's mm-hmm. really not the way I feel, especially since these are people that are friends and associates of my own from mm-hmm. my paranormal hobby. And they're doing this kind of as a favor to me out of a sh- that shared interest because that's what the show is about on an overall basis. Not just ghosts and hauntings, but anything that lacks a logical explanation. And the reason we have so many shows about ghosts and hauntings is because that's one of the few things that we can actually have evidence to actually talk about. If mm-hmm. you if somebody shares a UFO story, you may or may not have evidence about it. It can end up being one person's word against another. You talk about legends. Okay, well, we can talk all day about what is supposedly true, and there's nothing wrong with that, but we mm-hmm. can't give you any kind of evidence or proof to make you to make your own judgment, we can only encourage you to look further into it. So this is why I'm trying to lean more toward topics where we can do that and then save those topics for like filler episodes where we have no topic or mm-hmm. we just feel like doing something different. But uh, yeah, rest assured that, uh, that the, the show will, will continue, the episode will be rescheduled. And that reminds me, I need to get back in touch with my guys about uh, the episode on uh, Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield. Um, uh. Well, uh, Mike going to be there. You might remember him from our episode on Mineral Springs. Mike Alejandro uh, will be easily mm-hmm. able to do it on a Monday, a Wednesday, or a Thursday. I knew Tuesday would be out for you know, radical reasons. Um, mm-hmm. The other, the other two guests really depends on their work schedule. So right. I haven't touched, I haven't touched base with them lately, so that's something that I, I probably will be doing in the near future. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to let everybody know why we had to do a rerun, why we had to make that administrative decision, and it, you know sometimes it's always good to go back and listen to an old episode. And right. 
there will be. There, I'll say this now. I've been thinking this for a while about this for a while, but I haven't said anything. Not even to my colleagues here at the studio. There might be times in the future where I might do, and I don't know what I would call them yet, like a return to episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for example, like for example, we talked a bit about Mineral Springs. Well, I've learned a fair bit more about Mineral Springs. So what if I want to discuss Mineral Springs all over again? Include the new information that I've discovered. It'd be mm-hmm. like, it wouldn't be a redo. It'd be more like a revisit or a return to. Because if you yeah. watch Ghost Adventures in their earlier seasons, they eventually at times did go back to previous locations to investigate further and and go off of additional new additional information. That's what this kind of thing would be. We would go over the old information still too, especially if it's still relevant. But we would also talk about the new information. So I've been thinking about the possibility of doing that if, if necessary. Or maybe like uh, they call it, they call it Ghost Adventures Aftershocks, where they pick two of the, of the investigations they've done and they touch base with the property owners and whatnot to get a feel for you know what's happened since we've been there. Is the place still haunted? Is activity picked up? Has it decreased? What's happened since we've been there? And I might do mm-hmm. something like that too, where relevant information might be small from multiple places. I may just push it into one episode. So I, you know, my brain is always thinking about what what direction I want to take with Secrets of the Unknown, and you know, I look forward to uh, to continuing to have guests on the show, and, and by all means, if any of you have something that fits the theme of the show and you want us to talk about it, please let us know. Mm-hmm. You know, I have any number of topics I can pull out of my head to do an episode on, but if there's something you want to hear about, let us know, Let us, especially if it's like the day of an, of an existing episode so that we have the full rotation time to be you know, looking up information if necessary. And we will talk about it. Like I said, my my goal here is to take this hobby, in addition to my tokusatsu one, and help educate everybody else, help share that with other people. Because the biggest way we're going to get any kind of answers is to share the information we already know with other people, Mm -hmm. with other groups, other investors. That's what's called para-unity. Everybody chips in and does their part and shares with everybody else. That's where the term para-unity comes from. And although I am nothing more than a mere enthusiast, the fact that I, you know, watch these live streams, the fact that I read these books, the fact that I do all this, I bring in all that information and then I split it back out as necessary with other fans, with other investigative teams and you know, I don't know if, if how many of you have noticed on my wall, but people, you know, my fellow bear peeps are noticing that. I had one that, that said that I'm such a terrific person that even though I haven't met so many of them online, the fact that I'm sharing out, I'm constantly talking about, I'm showing a genuine interest in it, unofficially makes me a part of countless numbers of, of investigative teams and groups across the globe because I am on a mission for that same answer that. They are, and they love seeing people take such an interest in the paranormal. 
Not a whole lot of people do. There's so many skeptics out there that think it's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You but, know? But at, the same, but, but at the same time, at the same time, though, while that is true, some level of skepticism is good. Because like any other type of research, no matter what you're looking into, you need to be able to question everything you see in front of you. You know, you you heard a sound and you can't explain it, and you assume it's a ghost or a poltergeist or whatever, and you play that back and you hear the sound, but you still can't identify the source of it, and you share that with somebody that's a skeptic, well, maybe they can pick up on something you can't, and they'll say, nope, that's definitely not a ghost. That's just something that fell over. It's kind of like Deep when um, Sir Isaac Newton discovered the theory of gravity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, when that apple hit him on the head, he probably said, hey, what made this apple fall on my head? I got to go find out what made this apple fall on my head. Yeah. So Is that kind of what you're alluding to, Tim? Very similar. Very similar. That, obviously, they're two different topics, but the principle is effectively the same. You know, you don't discover something by just accepting everything that's before you as fact. Mm-mm, exactly. If you, if, you question, if you question everything and attempt to debunk it, and you can come up with a logical reason why something happened, it's probably debunked and not, not worth keeping. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if you see, like say, if you take a picture or a short video clip and there's a bunch of orbs, in the video, your first, you know, your, your first assumption maybe it's a spirit. Well, it might be, but what else could make that kind of appearance on a camera? Can you guess? What do you think could could do it in addition to a ghost? Hmm. There's two things. There's two answers I'm looking for here. Cold spots. No, this is something that can be seen on a regular, like a night vision camera. You see the little round orbs, which could be spirits, but what else could they be? Fireflies? Close enough. I'll give you that one. It could be an insect. Mm-hmm. If you, if you think about how, you know, how focused the lens is, if you take it out of focus when you're looking at an insect, it looks like a round ball, just like an orb. So I... So an insect, yes, would be one. What would, what would the other? What would the other one might be. Um. And, I, and 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 I'll give you a hint because we could be here all night if we try to get. Think about the kinds of locations that people would conduct a paranormal investigation at. A graveyard. What would you commonly, uh, would you commonly find at such places? Um, headstones. Lots of well, some places have trees, headstones. Um, I'm just grasping. Well, imagine, imagine, imagine you're investigating an abandoned hospital, and you're actually inside the hospital. Mm. If it's not an insect and it's not a spirit, what else could it be? Oh. Remember, you're looking for something that can give the appearance of a round ball of light. Some sort of aura or something? I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. You and me both, Shirley. 
Okay, I'll tell you, but you'll probably be surprised you didn't think of it. The other answer, besides insects, and like I said, fireflies are insects, so I just I, I gave, give you credit for that one, is dust. Oh, I wouldn't have thought about that. I never would have thought about that either. But if, if, you, if, if you dust around your home or, or, or office, and you, you just blow it into the air and put like a puff of smoke, put, that, put a camera in front of that and it'll look like balls of light. So it could I be know, a dust I... ball or it could be an insect. So if you take a picture or a video and you see a round orb, yeah, it could be a spirit. But what if it's not? Did you question it? Did you authenticate it? No. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why some levels of skepticism are necessary in a field like this. You have to rule out all the possibilities. Now, there are ways of narrowing things down, especially if it's on video. Did, the, did you see this ball of light near a person, and did their feelings change in some way? Like, for example, are they... You know, talking, maybe they got an EVP on the recorder, and then they see a shoot, ball of light shoots out from with them. That was probably a spirit because they had that EVP on the recorder. Or what if they're investigating and, and, and you see a ball of light shoot up, and next thing you know, they're cold or they're warm, but everybody else immediately around them is fine. Mm-hmm. Age and temperature might be a spirit. So that's why you have to, to be skeptical of everything. Yep. So I'm, I'm deviating off track and sucking up too much time. But in a, in, a, in a nutshell, good things are coming to the show. But certainly if there's something you want us to talk about, tell us. Yeah. Tell Shirley. Tell Jan. Tell me. If, if it's something that Jan and Shirley don't know anything about, they in turn can pass it on to me. Right. You know, we'll pass all the information to be found in case there's something we don't know. Exactly. If there's something paranormal, in the paranormal or unexplainable that you would like to talk about, get it to us with enough time for us to dig up some information about it, especially if we're not quite as familiar with it as, as other things. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do about accommodating requests. Same thing with food fascination. If there's a if there's a kind of food that you're interested in knowing more about or you want to see about how a certain thing is done maybe around the world or in different restaurants, you know, again, speak up. Tell us about it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're willing to do that if you let us yeah. know. You know I, it might not be the next episode, but it would probably mm-hmm. be in the very near future. Right. And, and the more, the, the, there's three ways you can communicate. We've got our Facebook group page. We've got our Twitter page. We've also got, you know, Weebly.com. Of course, we'll probably need to update that eventually because we haven't really done that. But, I mean, right we now, the two years. best ways, yeah, probably the two best ways to go right now are Facebook and definitely Twitter because we do have our Twitter. It's BTA underscore TIP. I mean, you got suggestions? Or, hey, may I'll, put up, may I'll put up something there and say, hey, we'd love to get some suggestions for future episodes. Or come into the chat room. Either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And say, you know, yeah, you know, at least out of the three of us, at least one of us is going to be in the chat room at all times. It right. might be Shirley, it might be Jan, it might be me, or there may be any combination thereof. You know, 
Mm-hmm. However you choose to do it, please speak up because we want mm-hmm. to make episodes that you want to hear. And if we don't know that there's a certain topic you would like us to talk about, we will come up with our own topic and hope that you enjoy the episode of the process. Mm-hmm. And with that said, I need to get off my soapbox. I've taken up too much time. Anyway, <laughs> you're fine. Sorry about that. You're fine, Sorry. Mr. Tim. Yep. Well, anyway, um, I was about to get to this. Um, parents told they could lose their kids over unpaid school lunches. You know what that equals? Extreme rap rocket. So everybody, take cover now. Saturday, but uh, this this is this is crazy. Parents told they could lose kids over unpaid school lunches. And this is out of Kingston, Pennsylvania. A Pennsylvania school district is warning that children could end up in foster care if their parents do not pay overdue school lunch bills. A letter sent recently to about a thousand parents in Wyoming Valley West School District have led to complaints from parents and a stern rebuke from Luzerne County Child Welfare Authorities. The district says that it is trying to collect more than $20,000 and that other methods to get parents to pay have not been successful. Four parents owe at least $450 apiece. The letter claims the unpaid bills could lead to dependency hearings and removal of their children for not providing them with food. You can be sent to dependency court for neglecting your child's right to food. The result may be your child being taken from your home and placed in foster care, the letter read. After complaints, district officials announced they plan to send out a less threatening letter next week. Oh, brother, yeah, right. Anyway, uh, Luzerne County's manager and child welfare agency director have written the superintendent insisting the district stop making what they call false claims. Their letter calls the district's actions troubling and a a misrepresentation of how the Children and Youth Services Department and its foster care program operate. Wyoming Valley West lawyer Charles Coslett said he did not consider the letters to be threatening. Hopefully that gets their attention, and it certainly did, didn't it? I mean, if you think about it, you're here this morning because some parents cry foul because he or she doesn't want to pay a debt attributed to feeding their kids. How shameful, Coslett told WYOU-TV. Y-U. <laughs> the district's federal programs director, Joseph Muth, told WNEP-TV the district had considered serving peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to students with delinquent accounts, but received legal advice warning against it. Really? Okay. School district officials say they plan to pursue other legal avenues to get the lunch money, such as filing a district court complaint or placing liens on properties. Okay, that's starting to go overboard. For the coming year, the district will qualify for funding to provide free lunches to all students. The district underwrote free lunches for four elementary and middle schools during the 2018-19 year, and WNEP-TV said school officials suspect some parents did not pay their lunch bills as a form of protest. It's like, seriously? Don't do something that stupid. You know what? 
The school district could be charged for abusing the kids. Yeah, and, and you know the parents can easily sue them. I mean, Tell me about the, it. The, the number one that problem is, I've had with this is when you say things like, "If you don't pay your bill, you could lose the custody of your children." The only ones that are really going to be hurt by that action are the kids. Right. Yes, right. Parents, yes, yes, parents will be upset and whatnot. However, you're harming the kids by doing that, not the mm-hmm. parents, the kids. This is not a kid problem. This is a parent problem. You don't take the kids away from the parents. Mm-hmm. You, you sue them. If you absolutely feel it's worth suing over, and I'm just going to use a random number here, 22 bucks. When I was in school, there would be days I would forget my lunch tickets because I I pay for like a week's worth or two weeks worth of lunch tickets at a time. And you know what? You know what happened when I forgot my lunch ticket? What? The, the, the school office loaned me a ticket so I could get a bite to eat at lunch and not go hungry. And you know what I did the very next day every time that happened? I brought another ticket in to replace it. So I, when I didn't have one, they gave me one, I ate. The next day I brought two. One for that day and one to pay back the one they gave me. When I was in high school, I didn't have to worry about not having lunch. I, I worked in either. the cafeteria on my lunch hour, so I got my lunch free as a person the, the, in the cafeteria. The, the, ladies, the ladies in the cafeteria at school knew my situation because I was very popular at school. Uh-huh. They would not let me go hungry at all. And so, you know, they knew that I was trustworthy enough that if they fed me anyway, I would bring the money in the next day or bring in a ticket, whichever the case Sometimes I would bring in the cash equivalent of a ticket rather than the ticket itself. Uh-huh. Either way, either one, either one would have been fine. But mm-hmm. they knew that if they let me have my lunch anyway, I would pay for it the next day along with that day's lunch, and I did every single time. You know what some school districts are doing? If kids don't have the money to pay for their lunch ticket, they still get food. They usually get a peanut butter sandwich and milk. And yeah, and that's what they maybe should. A piece do. of fruit. They kids, the kids should get something to eat, even if it's not the fancy schmancy thing. They should get mm-hmm. something to eat because they need that nutritional value in order to perform well on their studies. Right. Uh-huh. And so, if the school thinks that this is a problem, and judging. Twenty-two thousand dollars divided by what they have, they say how many parents? Four hundred fifty parents? No, uh, two own about four hundred fifty dollars each. Okay. So minus. Lay down there, princess. I'm I wonder how. I wonder. How, I wonder. I wonder how many students make up the remaining twenty-one thousand fifty bucks. Good question. And and there and there was a related story. I don't have a link. Now, if we spent the time looking it up on Google, we could we'll definitely find it. About a, a lady, we even talked about it on the show, I think, who served somebody uh, some pizza for lunch that 
couldn't pay for it and was fired for it. Yes, we did talk about it. Yeah, the same principle. Don't punish the kids. Punish the parents. And even if you're punishing the parents, certain punishments don't fit the crime. In other words, losing custody of your kids does not fit the crime. I'm not saying parents not paying their bills is acceptable by any means, but that's not an appropriate punishment. Mm-hmm. So the first mistake the school, and, and it's my understanding that, that this is not going to happen. Even the state agency spoke up uh, and said that this is not how you do that. This is not what our organization is for. This is not what we do. Um, but their first mistake was literally threatening the parents that we're going to take away the kids. Like Dan said, they, give them a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a carton of milk. Or, if not milk, give them a, a glass of water, a bottle of mm-hmm. water, something. You know, even if that's all they get, that's still food. They're still getting nutrition from it. Yep, exactly. And go out. But you don't, and I don't care how many letters you send home, how many reminders you send home with your kids, you don't threaten to take them away from them. Even if it's not you that's doing it, but rather sending them to the court and then the court doing it. Because, and I don't know if this was after the article you linked or before, but like I said, they, they spoke to the state head of that, government, that government agency that does that. And they, they said, no, no, no. What we do, when we take parents, or kids away from parents for are like cases like abuse or, you know, something like that not they failed to pay their lunch bill. That's not... They don't get involved with that. Yeah, that, that's and kind of using power thing, right there. It is. And even they said that schools should refrain from using such language in the future because that's not what they do and they're not going to get involved with that. And, they got, and my understanding is the guy that wrote it is of the impression that, well, it got people talking, didn't it? Yeah, it did, but that doesn't make it appropriate. I know. And some of these parents, you know, these kids, their parents are working two jobs. Just yeah, trying to three. Make two or three jobs. Exactly. And let, me, and, let me, and let me throw another monkey wrench into this. Okay. Yeah, and I don't. I, I haven't seen it mentioned in any of the articles, so maybe they haven't thought of it either. But let's let's step back quite a bit to the to the beginning. Your parents with their kids, and you're going to send the kids to school so they get their education. What happens when you send your kids to school? Simply put, the school becomes their guardian yeah. for the next what, seven, eight hours. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long school days are anymore. I've been out. Of, I've been out of school for over twenty years. But how about the school here? Like started back. The Chandler School District around here has started. Um, started yet today. 
the Chandler School District think, started today. If I remember right, um, my nieces don't about... go back to school till the fifth of fifth of August. It it varies with the school district. Yeah, I think in, in my when I was in school, we started about eight fifteen in the morning, and we didn't get out until three fifteen. So it would have been about seven hours. Mm-hmm. So for that period, so that that seven hours is the number I'm going to be working with, just for illustrative purposes. So for those seven hours, school becomes my guardian. Not mm-hmm. my mom, not my grandparents, as the case was, the school was. Now, let's assume that my mom or my grandparents failed to send either a ticket, lunch ticket, or lunch money with me to school. And this didn't happen, as I've already established. But let's say the school decided not to feed me because I couldn't pay for it. How does that look to you? I'm in their care for seven hours. I didn't get fed. They argue, well, your mom or your grandparents should have said, let's well, yeah, they should have. But they didn't. Or I didn't have any. Don't you think, logically speaking, it would be wise for the school to feed me and then deal with the debt? Then leave me go hungry? Because if they let me, if they didn't feed me anyway, like not having any money or anything, yet they're complaining about parents not sending money and, and withholding food. Well, if they don't feed me in light of the fact that I didn't bring anything with me, aren't they withholding food? How is that any different? How is that any more appropriate? To say, well, we shouldn't have to, I know you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have to do that. You're right. You should not have to do that. But the fact of the matter is, in this example, nothing was sent with me to pay for my lunch. So the only way I eat is if the school lets me have it, and then I pay mm-hmm. for it afterwards. Right. If the school says, no, we can't do that, how are they in any better position than the parents? Point yeah. taken. You know, yeah, that's, and... a very good ar- that's a very good argument, I would say. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to say that parents are are doing you wrong by not sending money with you, or it could be as simple as they forgot. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to eat that day. The school can step in and say, well, we'll feed you, but you'll have to bring in the money to pay for it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So All if, right. So in the cases where the parents don't do it, the school should still do it. And if they don't, and then if you ask me, they're hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Because that child still needs to eat. Deal with how to pay for it later. Yeah. All right. Now, in the meantime, uh, you probably heard about this story. A girl at Yellowstone National Park was literally flipped into the air by a bison. Quiet, princess. Oh, boy. Okay. Hold on. i got to fix this because I have the wrong link. Let me try this again. Bear with me, growl. There we go. Now we got the right one. Alright. So this was posted yesterday. A girl tossed in the air by bison at Yellowstone National Park, and she's only nine. So here's what happened. A nine-year-old girl was flipped several feet through the air by a bison at Yellowstone National Park. 
A group of approximately 50 people were within 10 feet of the bison for at least 20 minutes Monday before the animal ran at the group, per Yellowstone news release. It happened around the Observation Point Trail near the Old Faithful Geyser. A nine-year-old girl from Odessa, Florida, was charged and tossed into the air by the bull bison, a spokesperson said in the news release. The girl was taken to the Old Faithful Lodge by her family, where she was assessed and treated by a park emergency medical provider, and later taken to and released from the Old Faithful Clinic. No citations have been issued, but the incident remains under investigation as of Tuesday. CNN reported a video posted to Twitter appears to show the attack, but the footage has not been verified. Yellowstone warned visitors that wildlife in the park are wild. When an animal is near a trail, boardwalk, parking lot, or in a developed area, give it space, the release stated. Stay 25 yards away from all large animals, bison, elk, bighorn sheep, deer, moose, and coyotes, and at least 100 yards away from bears and wolves. If need be, turn around and go the other way to avoid interacting with a wild animal in close proximity. In other words, what the hell were 50 people doing so close to the damn bison in the first place? Because guess what? The bison felt cornered. What's it going to do? Attack. And the rangers, they warn you at Mm -hmm. the beginning. They warn you. I read somewhere that it's you're supposed to stay something like... 300 yards away from, they advise you stay 300 yards away from the wildlife. Mm-hmm. Not 10 feet. Mm-hmm. Not 10 feet. Yeah. It's like, if it were me, I would be following that sign of the letter, stay on the trail. If something gets too close, I step back. Mm-hmm. When Bob and I went to Yellowstone National Park, we saw a bison. We were sufficiently away from the thing. That sucker Mm -hmm. was big. I believe it. They say it's the weight of a small car. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, that little girl wasn't hurt no worse than what she was. Yeah, thank goodness for that. Well, I've got the, I got a question. I got a question. Uh, go ahead, Dan. Where the fuck were her parents? That's a good question. It's a very good question. And I, I just stumbled upon something that uh, hasn't been posted, so Dan and Shirley are going to see this for the first time. But I'm just curious what uh, they and even listeners think about this. There's apparently, ever since last year, a petition has been going around. To, of all things, move Halloween off of the 31st. And I'm going to drop the link into the into the Facebook chat. I don't know if anybody's in the chat room or not. I mean, I literally just stumbled upon this. But, you know, just to get into something that's not quite so negative. A petition mm-hmm. apparently has been going on. This is dated today, or updated today, to move Halloween to the last Saturday of October. And apparently it's picking up steam. Not you. I don't know how I feel about it, but let's see what you think. There are lots of reasons to hate holidays. Traffic, awkward family reunions, expensive gifts that would wring a tear from anyone's wallet, 
But if there's one celebration absent from all of this holiday drama, it's Halloween. It's too bad that more times than not, the sugar-laden holiday is set right in the middle of the week when would-be revelers have to get to bed early. But there's a petition aiming to change that. This time, instead of demanding justice for ASAP Rocky or storming Area 51, it's lobbying to bump Halloween from October 31st to the last Saturday of the month. The petition, launched last year by the nonprofit Halloween and Concert Association, argues that moving the date of Halloween will lead to a safer, longer, stress-free celebration. The association didn't respond to requests for further comment. The roots of Halloween are a lot deeper than party city commercials might have you believe. Halloween, an abbreviation for All Hallows' Eve, originated as a pagan festival celebrated by the Celts thousands of years ago. As part of a Samhain, a celebration of summer's end, people went souling. They'd go from door to door asking for soul cakes or food and drink in exchange for a song, dance, or prayer. Trick-or-treating got its start there. Now it's the main way we choose to commemorate October 31st. But trick-or-treating can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. So how does moving a date make this spooky holiday safer? In theory, it would mean Halloween would kick off during daylight hours and not interfere with work or school schedules. Maybe that's what makes the petition appealing to so many. The organization has scraped together 58,980 signatures and more coming in by the day. After its rallying cry, the petition lists safety tips for both parents and partiers. 63% of children don't carry a flashlight while they're trick-or-treating. Grab a clip-on light if they don't want to carry one. Children are more than twice as likely to be hit by a car and killed on Halloween. Why is the petition starting started a year ago just picking up steam in the middle of July? The fiery glory of the 4th of July must have worn off, and people are looking to the next holiday up on the calendar. Which is about right. Well, what do you? Th- I mean, I mean, it would depend on where you are. I mean, and also depending on the weather, because sometimes I've seen, I have had Halloween's where it's been ninety degrees. I've had Halloween's where it's been forty degrees. I've had some that have been quite warm, and some that have been close to zero, like in the teens. And yeah, it, it's it's unpleasant, but. Part of me is against moving it from October 31st. I think Mm -hmm. Halloween should stay where it's at. If you want to move something, move the trick-or-treating. Because I don't know know about Alabama and Arizona, but Mm -hmm. uh, where where I live here in the Quad Cities, I, I use that term because part of my area is in Iowa and part of it is in Illinois. Uh, the cities around here don't always do trick-or-treating on the 31st. Some do it on the 30th. Some do it on the 29th. Some on the 28th. But Halloween stays on the 31st. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that they should consider doing something like that rather than moving Halloween. Because Halloween is... Uh, and I have to look part of this up because I don't remember all the details of it. 
there was something to be said that Halloween was a celebration of the dead, and, and, and somehow it was like a fresh start on November 1st or something mm-hmm. like that. I had, I, had to look, I had to look it up. Quiet. And, um, I think we're... You know, for that reason, I would not move Halloween from the 31st. Instead, I would suggest, why don't we move the trick-or-treating to the Saturday closest to Halloween. Mm-hmm. Oh, that the neighborhood I used to live in, it was predominantly Mormon. And instead of having trick-or-treaters, they would have um, parties at church. And we live next door to a, to a people. They don't even answer their door on Halloween. They don't celebrate it. I, I, don't, I don't either. And uh, I haven't for the longest time. Not because I don't want to. Not because I don't have the spirit of family. My mother and I haven't had the money to buy candy for it. They hand out to people. Right. So so we just keep the doors closed, lock, keep the light off, and mm-hmm. have our own regular type celebration. Uh, but I think it's symbolic. Okay, go ahead. I think it's symbolic. I think it's symbolic for the holiday that it stay on the 31st. But yeah. activities like meeting, sure Halloween parades, stuff mm-hmm. like that, that can, in theory, be moved around, could be. I mean, it's a, it is a, and, and, and I'm going to say something else, too. And I don't know if there are places out there that do this or whether they've even considered this possibility. We all know that, uh, that people love to go trick-or-treating for Halloween, dress up and get candy. And pr- I presume the reason that probably ha- mainly happens in the late evening hours between, like, say, 5 and 8 is because people go to work and they go to school and whatnot. But why not have the, the time be longer or start it sooner than that? You know, start at like, uh, say, 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Because not everybody goes to work or school on Halloween. They may have a day off for whatever reason. And then let it run until 8 o'clock at night, 7 o'clock. So the people who do can still go trick or treating. Food for thought there. Mm-hmm. So they they could move it to a different day, but leave the leave Halloween on the thirty first. Yeah. Or they could simply adjust the hours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people say, "Well, why do you need five six hours to go trick or treat?" You don't. The whole point is to keep it open for people that want to do it that cannot do it within such a limited time. That's why. Yeah, there'll be kids that will make several trips around all the houses and whatnot to try to get more candy. You know, you get put something out, kids will abuse it. They've always done it. And they probably some that even do it now when you have a three hour window. So well, what's it hurting? Start it earlier. That way you can include more people. And the people that can start sooner. Say you started at, at three o'clock when there's still sunlight out and the weather's 
halfway decent, assuming there has not been a major snowstorm or whatever, can go, they can do their trick-or-treating and be done with it by the time night falls. Sorry about that. Guess what? Plunk. Oh, my. And Squeaker's barking. Will you shut up? Not you. Oh, my. You want your snuggle time, don't you? Get over here. Can you guys hear me? I can hear you fine. Sounds like um, you got dumped too. Yeah, I got the burp, I got the uh, uh, and they're like, "No, are you kidding me?" Well, were you both able to hear what I had to say? Yes. Yeah. I don't think they should take it off the thirty-first. It's what we're used to. It's what the kids have gotten used to. Mm-hmm. If they change it, if they change it, it's going to cause a total confusion to the kids. Yep. I think I think they should I think they should keep it where it's at and just adjust the activities there accordingly. Really? Do trick or treating up a couple of days. Do it on the 29th instead of the 31st. Yeah. You know, or or do the Sunday or do the Saturday before Halloween. Yeah. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of symbolism in Halloween <laughs> falling on the 31st. Mhm. But that doesn't mean okay, that trick or treating. Or the parades, or people dressing up can't be done in the days leading up to it. Yeah, it sure could. Yeah. Well, I want to end this episode hey, on a funny. My owl picture dip lot. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. I'm going to nice episode with something funny, and it's got to do with Trump. Oh, dear. oh, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Ow! And this is actually oh, funny. This is really funny, okay? Oh. Now, the president is doing uh, a speech, okay? Now, you know the president of Seals was to have two talents. Well, this, this two-headed eagle was put to Baltimore on one talent and money in the other. <laughs> So here's what happened. The White House says it didn't know that an altered presidential seal featuring a 200 equal coaching golf club should be displayed at a speech by President Trump this week. Spokesman Judd Deere, kind of like John Deere, says officials never saw the seal before it was projected on a screen behind Trump as he was introduced at Turning Point USA's Teen Summit on Tuesday. The real seal has a bald eagle clutching arrows in one set of talents and an olive branch in the other. A spokesman for Turning Point USA told the Washington Post, which first reported on the seal, it fired a video camera for mistakenly displaying the seal. Do you refer to do you refer additional questions to Turning Point USA? The conservative group did not immediately return email requests for comments Thursday. Today. The eagle has two heads reminiscent of the two headed eagle found on the Russian coat of arms. The fake seal appears on items sold on inktail.com by seller One Turn Donny. A higher-resolution version shows, among other changes, the Russian hammer and sickle across the top of the center shield, adult and dollar bills instead of the olive branch in the, in, are held in the other talent. In place of E Pluribus Unum, or out of many, one, it reads, 45 ace in the or 45 is a puppet. 
Oh, I bet you that didn't sit too well with him. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, but unbelievable. connection. The studio is still telling me I'm connected, so I'm having to use my cell phone for the rest of the episode. So I will not get any alert on the ninety seconds. But yeah, oh. but yeah, you yeah. The same thing happened to you, right, Janet? You got dumped by right. Got, I thought, oh yeah. shit, now. Yeah, because we have the. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. And it's worth pointing out, I'm not in the studio, so there's. So you're completely safe from this. <laughs> yeah. But it also means there's nothing I can do about this. Yeah, that's true, unfortunately. But anyway, we're down to the last three minutes. So I'll tell you this right now. Tomorrow night, it's Friday. You know what that means. Naughty Mad Libs for the whole episode. All naughties all the time. Yep. Here is hoping, but not expecting 90 minutes. Yeah. You're going to do 90 minutes tomorrow? Yes. Well, no, I'm hoping for it. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know if we do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, hold it, hold it, hold it. Holding. I hope Ashley comes. Yeah. Well, we'll wait and see on that one. But anyway, um, you know, we are going to have our naughty mad lips tomorrow, so be prepared for everything. Anything and everything. And remember, this is not for the kids, okay? These are naughty. These are NC-17. All right. So put them in the put them in the game room with some Binding Nemo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but anyway, we're gonna wrap this up by saying, please remember to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Remember, our handle there is BTA underscore TIP. Yes. As for our website, don't even go there. No. We're going to have to make changes, so we'll work on that. Don't worry. But anyway, sorry um, about that. I'm sorry. But anyway, if you ever miss an episode, remember there are three ways to catch up. First, there's the Stitcher.com app or on iTunes, Google Play, and the Amazon Kindle Store. Second, you can listen to or download four episodes of the show from blogtalkradio.com. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search on the podcast for the on the airwaves. And remember what Tim said earlier. If you've got suggestions, you can post them at our Facebook page. You can post them on Twitter. You know, we'd love to hear your suggestions. Seriously. This will really help us. So, with that in mind, I'm going to say love, peace, and chicken meat. Everybody have a great night. Sleep well. Stay safe. And we'll see you tomorrow for Naughty Madness. I'm going to figure out where I'm at. Here I am going to say Jonah to everybody listening out there. They're having a patient puppy who probably wants to go or okay. go into the call. Okay, they're quiet now. Okay. All right, that's all for tonight. Have a great night. You. I almost had him. I had him. I almost had him. <laughs> you stuttering prick, you. Shut up! There's one. Next up. Boundary. Mm-hmm. Boundary.
I'm Groot. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm Groot. Oh shit! <laughs> Get that little sapling. He has the bomb. Yeah. And finally, last but not least. Clap on. Clap off. Clap on. Clap off. Clapper. Shut up. <laughs> okay. All you right, you go get all... some sleep, boss. Tim, all you right. go kick butt and take names, whatever you're doing. And I got to go babysit dogs before they wake right. the family up. Okay. Bye. Jenna. Jenna. Jenna.